0: Let me welcome to the studio for the very first time uh, chief super scientist, extreme scientist extraordinaire, still caffeine lover. Oh, yeah. All right. Carl Nelson is here from the Imagination Station. You're going to, uh, we're recording this. Thursday, uh, October 10th, and we're looking forward to what's going to happen in April because it's a big deal and it's starting to, no pun intended, I guess get on people's radar. But you're going to, uh, this is an a- annular it's, eclipse?
1: Yes, it's an annular eclipse um, that passes through uh, Oregon and then down to Texas.
0: Oregon. We're going to confuse Oregon. people. Oregon. <laughs> yes. yes. yeah, You're headed out west. Out west. Out west. Exactly. Uh, what is there, I think... Maybe we're getting more educated about these things. Some eclipses happen rather often. The one in April does not. What's the the annular one?
1: So the annular eclipse occurs when the moon is a little bit further away from the Earth. So its apparent size in the sky is a little bit smaller. And so it can't completely cover the disk of the sun. So what will happen is at the maximum of that eclipse, you'll see like a ring of fire around the sun. Now, you're not going to be able to see the corona, which is the outer layer that we'll see during the total eclipse. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll still need to wear glasses. Uh, It'll be a partial eclipse leading up to the Ring of Fire. Uh, But there'll still be enough light coming from the sun that you'll need those glasses. So if you have glasses from 2017 and they're still looking good, they don't have holes, scratches, dents, um, hold them up to a bright light. If you can't see anything, you're good to go. Uh, If you don't have any, we sell them in our Science2Go gift shop. So you can come down to the Science Center and pick up some. And uh, it'll be a really cool thing out west. Here in Toledo, however, we're going to have a partial total eclipse. We're <laughs> partial talking eclipse. The, the annular eclipse? The annular. Okay. Yep. So, the annular the annular eclipse will create a partial eclipse over much of the U.S. So, here in Toledo, I think we'll get maybe like a uh, 32 34% partial eclipse. So, not, not huge, but still noticeable. Um, so, again, if you have your glasses, pop out and check it out. And then in april of next year when we have the total eclipse that's that's the big event that's yeah. that's the super bowl of science for us
0: can i i have been envisioning this no no deep impact armageddon type things but i am curious will we have people i know we're expecting like a quarter of a million people to come to wood county or at least that's what the early number is is it possible we're going to have people parked on 75 watching this
1: I, it could be possible. It could be possible. You
0: know, so in the total path
1: of that total eclipse, there's about 36 million people that'll be able to see it from uh, Texas all the way up through Maine and here in Ohio. And then, you know, if you include the people around that, that's enough. That'll make it like a hundred million people within an hour's drive of that path of totality. If you think about here in Toledo, we are so close to the edge of totality that Sylvania doesn't get a total eclipse. But, People from Detroit. You have like four million people in that Detroit metro area. If even a small fraction of them come south, which mm-hmm. they should, to get in totality, we're the first stop, <laughs> right? And so, uh, I don't know. You, you could have cars parked on the highway.
0: Walk, walk me through this. We've seen this in movies and cinema, Hollywood TV shows. We've read about it. Um, these are infrequent. I think the last one was the last one over a hundred years ago. The last one in Toledo was actually back in um, 1806,
1: so quite a while ago. And the next one that will be total in Toledo coming up will be in 2099. How come these are so rare? They are so rare because, well, let me take that back. They're not really that rare. We have total eclipses occurring two to, you can have two to five eclipses every year. What makes them... Rare is where they fall. They don't always fall in the same spot. So, like here in Toledo, two hundred and seventy-ish years ago, we had one. Nine, Seventy-five years in the future, we're going to have one. We're having one now. Um, if you look at the path of these eclipses as they they go, there's sort of a cycle. Um, every eighteen years, eleven days, and eight hours, there is from any given eclipse, eighteen years, eleven days, eight hours, there'll be another eclipse. However. Remember that eight hours? Mm-hmm. That means the Earth has rotated one third of the way. So the next eclipse will fall westward somewhere. So you might have an eclipse that falls in Europe, and then 18 years later, you have one that falls in the US, and then so on and so on and so on.
0: Super sciencey question, yeah. and maybe you just answer this. Is there. A very eclipse-centric place on Earth where they happen more frequently, or they're all—it's always rotating. No, it's all over the okay. place. all right, yep. good enough. So, what will April eighth be like? I know schools have wisely, I think, uh, started to cancel just because there could be a uh, disruption of communications and whatever else. But walk me through this non-armageddon we'll, we'll endure.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you know the partial phase of the eclipse will take about an hour or so. And during that time, the moon will slowly begin to cover up the sun. And a couple interesting things will happen. The, the sun will go from being a big extended softbox to like a point source. It'll be like one of those LED flashlights. Uh, the shadows on the ground will become sharper, noticeably sharper. You're going to look at them and they go, it's going to look weird. What's going on? Um, as we get closer to totality, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes before, you are going to see out to the southwest sort of a cloud building, a darkness building out West. And as it gets closer and closer, it's going to rise up into the sky, if you will. And you're going to be able to see beyond it to the horizon to see twilight. You're actually looking past the shadow of the eclipse. So the shadow is traveling about 1200 miles per hour when it gets to Toledo. And when it Finally, approaches us and we fall into darkness. Let's back up just a couple seconds because it happens only in a a fraction of a second. You're going to look up at the sun with your safety glasses on, with your solar viewing glasses on. You're going to see what looks like a diamond ring. Almost all the sun will be covered except for one little spot. It'll be bright. And then when that disappears, you're going to see sparkles of light as the sunlight passes through the craters on the moon. The moon's not a smooth marble, right? So these are called Bailey's beads. And you see these little bright flashes of light. And then Totality. You'll see twilight all 360 around you in the distance. The temperature could drop five to seven degrees. The birds, the crickets are going to be confused. Animals, animals could be confused. Um, And it's at this point when the center disk of the sun is covered up, you're going to be able to see the corona, which is the outer wispy uh, outer layers of the sun's atmosphere that you can only see during an eclipse. And I have never seen a total eclipse, but from everyone I've talked to, it um, it's a moment that inspires just like awe, and people begin to cry, they get emotional, they they just can't imagine what they're seeing. And it's just, it's like one of those shared events when you're at a football game or a hockey game uh, in the movie theater with a, a, an audience together. It's it's going to be a, a really special moment. And i I would say, if you've never seen one before, what I've been told is, put the cell phone down. Look at the eclipse. If anything, with a cell phone, take a video of you and your family because that's the moment you're going to want to remember. There's going to be billions of photos of the sun with people with much better cameras than you or I own. So enjoy the moment. Enjoy that that moment of awe when the sun is covered up and you can see the corona
0: a truly infrequent celestial event we don't get many of those
1: you don't i mean unless you're willing to travel around the world again a couple eclipses every year you could travel certainly and there are people that do that as eclipse hunters if you will um how long
0: will this totality last it's just a couple of moments right for us in
1: toledo it's about one minute 56 seconds so just under two minutes now if you travel further south uh, you can get up to four minutes of totality near um, Finley. Yeah. Uh,
0: what are some other things that people could expect? You mentioned a twilight. So will it feel like um, a twilight evening, like a late summer evening, once it's uh, the eclipse is happening? It'll be like a moonlit evening.
1: It, we, we're not going to plunge into darkness. Okay. <laughs> and and you know the streetlights will probably pop on. Because, you know, they're programmed to come on when it goes dark. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll be a moment where, again, like the birds may start chirping when the, the sun peaks back out as the moon continues its transit. Uh, the crickets may st- start chirping. Um, yeah, it'll just be an amazing moment.
0: What about communications, satellites, cell phones, all those things?
1: yeah I mean if you think about like when people have mega concerts and things like that and everybody's on their cell phone trying to stream things it's you know probably the same sort of deal
0: oh so it, it the uh no satellites up there would be blocked it, it would just have you'd have thousands of people on their phone at the same time and that would disrupt communications exactly
1: the the eclipse doesn't do anything to communications you know historically people were terrified when eclipses happened because it was like the sun was the giver of light and energy and it created plants and food and it looks you know partway through the eclipse it looks like a bites being taken out of the sun so people you know they used to bang pans they used to shoot flaming arrows
0: shoot guns at the sun to try to get it to come back and you know what It came back.
1: It always works.
0: It came back. One of these days, millions of years from now, it won't. And well, we don't have to worry about that necessarily. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) You say
1: if, you know, as the moon orbits the Earth, it's actually slightly moving away from us, about one point five centimeters per year. In about half a million no five hundred million years, the moon will be so far away that it won't be able to create a solar eclipse. If you know, 500 million years is a long time to make a prediction. There could
0: be other bigger problems at that time.
1: <laughs> this is absolutely true. But, you know, the other thing, though, too, is that there are over 290 moons in our solar system. There is only one place in the solar system where solar eclipses happen. Here? And that is Earth. Why is that? The orbital dynamics just don't work out. They're just not at the right place. They're not the right size. Um, even, you know, you can't stand on, on Jupiter. It's a gas giant. But if you could, you still wouldn't be able to create an eclipse of the sun.
0: A uh, couple of final questions. Anything else you want to throw out there? I know the Imagination Station is doing something on, on April 8th. Um, a more serious question. We're, like, local news, who so on and so forth, are going to get people set. People get screwed up when we do daylight savings and there's all kinds of driving accidents. Like, this is, this is going to be an event and people are going to need to know about because we could potentially have unsafe drivers. Talk about animals being surprised. Humans.
1: Yes. I mean, I've heard stories, as you said, where people... Uh, there are, there's so much traffic, and they're trying to get somewhere. They just pull over on the side of the road and stop. Um, so, I mean, anything could happen. I don't know, but
0: there are some people who are disconnected from news, and I, I don't totally blame them for one reason or another. They might have no idea why this is happening, and they're like, and then they start saying whatever whatever god they speak to. Uh, one last question: Are we screwed if it's cloudy? If it's cloudy, the eclipse still happens. Okay.
1: <laughs> that's you know that's the science. Um, you know, depending on the level of cloudiness, you, we may still see like a drop in brightness, and, and it'll happen quickly. It won't be as obviously; it's not going to be as dramatic. Or you're not going to see the corona, but um, it's still going to happen. And uh, I'm sure if we don't see it here, given the internet and whatnot, we'll be able to see it happening in other
0: places as well. If we can see pictures of black holes and whatever else the uh, James Webb has found over the years, we'll probably get this pretty well. Um, April eighth. What Imagination Station is doing. Do you want to hop on, Miss Andy? Carl handle it. Imagination, you guys are going to do something April 8th, probably before and after. What's that all about?
1: We have stuff leading up to April 8th. We look at it not as just a one-day event, but we have a a programs team that does amazing workshops. We have a portable planetarium we can bring out to classrooms. Um, We're doing it a, a... Eclipse Ambassador Program. Where we're going to train people like some of the basic science and how to host an eclipse viewing party. Uh, we're going to do kits that we can send to classrooms, to homes um, with information and activities. So we've got a lot of stuff leading up to the eclipse. Great. So even if it's cloudy, there's still a lot of science and a lot of fun stuff to do before April 8th.